I have been selling this book, Zana's Lee and Wan Chun Hong's Guide to Indie Filmmaking, which is published by MPH. For a while now, it's a really good book. If you want to be a filmmaker, whether it's for YouTube, social media, TV, film, cinema, whatever, this is the book to get. I'm going to make it more accessible and more affordable to all of you because I believe that everybody needs to become a filmmaker. The more filmmakers we have in the world, I think this world will be a better place to live in. Now it's available as an electronic book download on my website, I'm gonna link it here. It's really cheap, it's really affordable, it's only five ringgit if you want to get the ebook version, okay? Five ringgit! It doesn't really cost much, right? It's just a little bit of something for me. I mean, it did take a lot of work to write. Each chapter of this book talks about one part of the filmmaking process. And for each chapter as well, I interview a local filmmaker. It's only five ringgit! It's only five ringgit! You're watching and listening to Fat Billy Knows Everything and it's called Fat Billy Knows Everything because I, it's obvious that I know everything. Uh, this week, what I want to talk about is the economic impact that the pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic and the current MCO 2.0 has had uh, in Malaysia. Okay, uh, and I think it's been quite bad. But this week, uh, we're brought to you by uh, Goreng Pisang from Gerai uh, Goreng Pisang Kak Tipa in uh, Kota Kemuning near the Petronas station. Alright, okay. Uh, okay, so what I want to talk about is the fact that the economy has been badly affected by this pandemic and the second MCO, or they call it the MCO 2.0 that has been implemented by the government. Um, if you read the news, a lot of surveys have been done about businesses uh, closing down, um, retail retailers suffering drops in their sales, like huge drops. Um, SMEs are suffering because SME associations are saying that SMEs are suffering and they might have to lay off um, employees as they, you know, either downsize or actually just shut their businesses. Now, here's the thing. I run a small production company. So far, I've been lucky and work has been coming in. But let me tell you, it's been more than a year. It's coming to a year. Not more than a year, but it's coming to a year where we've been through this pandemic. Um, I foresee that if we don't come out of this pandemic or the lockdown soon, by middle of this year, even my business is going to suffer, right? And I'm worried. Um, if you look uh, in, the, in the media today, all these news organizations are reporting surveys being done, uh, research being done um, to show that um, the economy is not doing very well. Uh, today, the Minister of Trade, Datuk uh, Sri Mustafa Muhammad or Topa, has said that the MC 2.0 is not as severe to the economy as the previous MCO. Mm. Um, he's saying that it's not too bad. The losses now a day is about 700 million ringgit, and before this, it was like 2.8 million ringgit in the first MCO. But mm, just because it's 700 million ringgit, it's not as bad as the first MCO doesn't mean it's not bad because a lot of businesses and people have already been affected from the first MCO. 
and we were recovering and we started opening up our, our economy our, our industries uh, and society um, these businesses were just about to start to pick up again uh, starting to come back and being okay again um, and now with the FU 2.0 just at the point when they are about to recover they are hit again okay um, so it's very easy I think for a lot of people to say hey chill write it out Okay, write it out, um, write the, the MCO out, stay home, don't go anywhere. Once it's over, then we can continue back as, as normal. But I don't think it's as easy as that for, as, uh, for people who are, you know, the, the popular term, the B40s, right? The people in the B40 group who are living hand to mouth um, and who are living on daily wages, who are freelancers, who um, need to work on a daily basis to survive. It's not so easy for them, right? Okay, look, here's an article by the Malay Mail. Um, you guys can go and check it out. Uh, it says that 88% um, of businesses operating in Malaysia's three major cities, Penang, Johor, and KL, uh, have reported a decrease in sales. Like a big decrease in sales. Right? Um, in the Vibes, there's a report um, where the industry, the SME groups, saying that they, they are expecting mass layoffs as businesses, the SMEs. Uh, start to shutter their business or either downsize and there's going to be mass layoffs if nothing is going to be done soon right? uh, so i don't know i feel that it's very easy for people who have a steady income coming in or at least have a buffer right to just say chill and write it out right uh, i see a lot of people saying oh yeah mco it's okay la. you know we cannot go for holidays and all that say money la. you know stay at home um order in spend some time with your family and write it out um, sure if you've got the resources to be able to do that that's great right if you have money coming in and you see MC, the MCO as a, a, an opportunity for you to save money that's great but how many people out there who are actually like that people who really look we've seen the reports there was a report in the newspaper in, in Sabah where there was these four people from a rural village, they were fine because they had to go outside to look for food. Right? And they were fined a thousand ringgit. So times are tough. The B40s are already having it tough. They are now, it's also very precarious. If you look at the reports, like SMEs are closing down. You're going to look at people who are in the M, M40, M20? What, 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 what's the M, 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 well, let me see, let me check, let me check, let me check. There's the B40 and the M40. These are the middle income uh, people, right? Um, if they lose their jobs, they can easily fall straight into B40. Bam! Just, 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 it's just a borderline, right? Because people will have loans to pay. People have cars, to, uh, cars uh, houses to pay for, commitments and all that. And if you lose your income, that's it, right? you're gone. And you're going to be in deep waters, man. It's terrible, right? I'm sure there are also reports of people in the, you know, T20 dropping down, boom, down to B40, right? So this is a real, I think this is a real problem, huh? right? Um, where is the line supposed to be drawn when it comes to balancing whether you want to save lives from people from dying from the pandemic, from getting the virus, or dying from 
poverty and starvation and not being able to eat. Right? Not people are taking risks now to just go out and find jobs and work. People would rather take that risk to go out and work uh, uh, rather than just stay at home because times are becoming that tough. Right? In my social media timeline, mm, because I make films, right? In my social media timelines, I have a lot of friends who are working in the production line who are making films, making videos, production, right? And they can't work right now. And they've been, they've been waiting for an opportunity to go out and work because most of them are freelancers and they rely on, you know, day-to-day -day jobs, right? And they can't. So how, right? What is the criteria being used to see what industries can be kept open during the MCO and what cannot, right? Oh, I, I'm one thing if you notice all around the world and in history, right? No matter who the government is, who the authority, who whoever is in power, um, it never gets as bad as once the economy starts getting bad and affects the people, right? Um, people will really, really feel it and become desperate when it hits their pockets, ah. It hits their pockets. That's when they really want to. They become desperate, lah. Right. So, I don't know. I want to make, I want to make a joke about this thing, but I can't. I, I just think it's, it's a little bit too serious, lah. Right. Um. Like for example, right. Imagine people who are in the middle income bracket, M forty, lose their jobs and they've got kids to feed and all that. What's gonna happen? I don't know. It's a serious matter, lah. It's a very it's obvious. It doesn't take a lot of explanation for you, to, for people to understand this, uh, right? So it's it's a serious matter. Uh. I want to know what you guys think. What do you guys think? Uh, and what can be done actually? Uh, how long can we go on in this MCO? Should we open up the industries? Right? Is the government listening? Will the government listen? Uh, are they making decisions um, by consulting you know people like this? Uh, the SME groups, um, uh, people who are doing research about retail, and, and and everybody in the industry, everybody in the, in society, lah. Are they are they are they are they consulting people? Do they know what's happening? Right? Yeah. So I don't know. Let me know. Um, okay. That's what I wanted to talk about this week. Now we're going to the part where I suggest something that I've seen. I want to highlight something that I find interesting. And my wife is in, and I have been watching this mini series um, on Netflix called Unorthodox. I find it a very interesting mini series. It's about this girl who is grow, she's part of a Hasidic Jewish community in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, in New York. This is a very orthodox, very um, a fundamentalist Jew, Jewish community in in in, uh, in in Brooklyn, in New York. They're almost like the Amish, you know. They are so religious they don't want to mix with the outside world and all that so it's about this girl who runs away she's forced to get married and then runs away from the community runs away to berlin germany to to, to break free from this orthodox community uh, it's actually based on a true story um and by a book it's based by a true story written by it's a it's a book uh, written by deborah Feldman called unorthodox the scandalous rejection of my hasidic roots uh it's a it's a you learn a lot about the Hasidic uh, Jewish community or the Orthodox Jewish community. Now, I've been to Williamsburg, Brooklyn to see how the society is there. Um, and I, I just, I, I went, I walked through the, the neighborhood, took some pictures and that's it. Like, it's not like I talked to anybody there. Um, so, I, even though I got to see it in my own eyes, 
watching the show really opened up my eyes and it got me thinking you know about this orthodox and jewish community i've always been interested in the amish uh, i've been to amish villages and all that to see how they live they live like in our olden times right so it's just interesting to see but the fact that in this community women are so oppressed that they have to escape uh, that's interesting uh. so you try it's on netflix right now uh, four-part miniseries um not bad not bad yeah okay so that's it uh like this video don't like share it subscribe to us um, follow us on all our social media platforms at FatBidin or go to FatBidin.com to get everything you've been watching and listening to FatBidin knows everything I've got three kids one wife and me to support so you've got to like you know help fund my life so you actually can go to the FatBidin e-store right I'm gonna link it below I'm gonna link it below right and you can get actually like fat billion merchandise right and most of it are well, actually books are. I used to sell DVDs and films and all that but hey everything's available on YouTube now so now if you want to get fat billion merchandise it's mostly books so I've got books here I've got books here see 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 like this book this is called uh, the adventures of a care light in Afghanistan it's a graphic novel see see graphic novel which I uh, wrote uh, and illustrated with my, with my buddy Apan, right? Uh, it's a non-fiction one. It's about my time in Afghanistan shooting a documentary for a month uh, when I was there. See, see, I'm a war journalist, right? So it's a really good book, right? Uh, I've got this non-fiction novel. It's called Operation Nasi Krabu, Finding Patani in an Islamic Insurgency. This book I wrote because I spent like a, I spent some time in Southern Thailand where there's a war there. You all know there's a war there, right? In Patani, right? I shot a documentary there which was banned for broadcast. But hey, they allowed me to publish a book. And if you get the book, there is a QR code at the back, right? There's a QR code at the back which allows you to watch it for free online. Oh, where's the QR code? Where's the QR code? Ah, there's the QR code, right? It's online, meaning you scan the QR code, you go to my YouTube channel. Okay, um, I've got another book. This is called Journal Dad, the Chronicles of a Journalist who happens to be a father. It's a, it's a compilation of my articles, my column when I was writing for the Malaysian Insider. It's all about like me being a journalist and raising a family at the same time. It's really funny. It's funny. It's funny. My best-selling book. Liberal, Malay and Malaysian, Writings of a Walking Contradiction. This is a compilation also of my uh, column in the Malaysian Insider. This one focuses more on like politics, race, uh, demonstration, democracy and religion and things like that. It's funny too. All my books are funny because I'm a funny guy, right? Yes, I am. And if you like films, I sell this book. See, I wrote this book with my buddy Wan Chun Hong. It's a guide to filmmaking, indie filmmaking. Uh, every chapter talks about one aspect of filmmaking and it, every chapter also interviews one like a uh, really prominent Malaysian filmmaker. It's really good. You can get all these books at the Fat Bidin e-store. Come on, feed my kids.